Yo, 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 yo. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to another episode, the 15th episode of the GAMG, the Big Flex, aka the Strong Cast podcast up in this bitch. I am your host, John Q. Guess who we have back in the building? We have host over here, Don Snipes in the building. It's good, it's good, it's good. Yeah, buddy. And we also have special guest. I'm just going to call her a serial CEO, entrepreneur, Keisha Carr in the building, y'all. Clap it up, clap it up, clap it up, clap it up. What's up? Yeah, what up? She got about a million jobs, so y'all might have to give me about five minutes to read off all her uh, her everything. Oh, yeah, that's my band. That's me. That's me. That's me. That's me. My bad. I done fucked it all up. I done fucked up the church's money. What you do? Had my volume on. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Fucking up. But shit happens on the GAMG podcast. So how did y'all uh strong end go? Kick it off, Don. Ain't seen you in a while. Man, I uh I jumped on the road, came back from the A, you know what I'm saying? So um that that drive, that little twelve hour drive, I listened to a lot of lectures on the way back to the cut, man. So you know, it was a, it was a good thing. You said a lot. Name a, a lot of lectures. Name a couple. I listened to a guy by the name of Brian Scott. Um, he talked about. Um, he just gave some study notes. There's this book called uh, um, "Doing the Impossible." Okay. Listen to another guy, Wayne Dyer. He has a. He's the author of "The Power of Intentions." Um, Michigan native. And so he just talks a lot about, you know, mindset. And then uh, I finish it off with a guy by the name of Joseph Rodriguez. Okay. Who um, he just talks a lot about. Guy actually started off in IT business, but um, he just kind of relates everything um, um, like mindset uh, uh, um, and different concepts to the IT business and just the world, period. It kind of like gives you, uh, um, you know, a blueprint on, you know, some some ways to be successful in life, you know, putting in your input, getting your output, all that kind of stuff. So okay. it was pretty dope. I had a I had a good drive home. All right, all right, all right. Pop that shit up. Then what about you, Keisha Carr? How was your uh, strong end? Um, you mean my weekend? I call it the strong end. Uh, my weekend is uh, it was busy as usual. Um. What did I do? I, you know what? I was sick with a sinus infection the last few days. So I chilled Thursday, Friday. Uh, Saturday is my day with my grandfather. He has okay. Alzheimer's. So right, I watch him on Saturday. Yeah. Um, yesterday, uh, I just relaxed, trying to get myself back healthy and um, work on some business stuff. Uh, and then I I relaxed, mostly okay. relaxed, caught up on some TV shows, worked on some business stuff. and. Spend time with my daughter. Okay. All right. All right. Sound like you had a lot to do. Them damn sinus infections ain't no damn joke. Psh, took you me know? out. It yeah, took me out. That shit had me messed up for about two weeks and shit a couple of weeks ago. So I feel for you on that one. You know what I'm saying? Especially with the damn weather changing again. You know what I'm saying? It's hot as, it's going to be hot as hell this week. Was it was it uh, was it weather or was it like pollen or All a little that. bit of both? Yeah, it was both for me. Both. It so around this time, me. yeah. So around this time, like in March, normally in like in March, damn near every year, mm. 
I get all messed around. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So, yeah. I mean, I was, let I me give sure. y'all give y'all a little tidbit too. You, um, for especially for the pollen and the allergies, you look for you a um, a local honey, something within a 50 mm-hmm. mile radius. All right, and um, you take a teaspoon of it a day, like leading up to this season, and then you know f- continue it. And then what that does, that actually puts little small micro doses of what's what's kind of making you sick, but yeah. actually your your system takes it and uses it to build up your immunity to it. Mm. So, okay. and you can you guys can Google it. This ain't no holistic ass. Yeah, no, because I got some. I, I got some. Um, uh, what the fuck is that? Uh, some I got like three different kind of uh, yeah. honeys, but one of them is what you're talking about. I just ain't. Yeah, you want to look for something yeah. locally, like something yeah. within our area. Yeah, because every, everybody is different. You know, down south they got a lot of pollen up yeah. here. Um, you know, so that's something you want to take a look at. But uh, if you if you try that, it will actually help build up your immunity to the pollen that's in there. Okay, I'm gonna no, try. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try that because yeah, normally I'm around that time and then around between say September and December. Is when I kind of, you know what I'm saying, go mm-hmm. through it again. You know what I'm saying? So it's yeah. like I have a, like all year round allergy and sinus issues. So mm-hmm. with you, you know what I mean? So, all right. So once again, say this uh, episode, which is the 15th episode of the GAMG podcast, is sponsored by GAMG, which is Gym Animal Muscle Gang Enterprises LLC. So if you're looking to get, say, personal training, one on one training, group training, um, if you're looking to get some health and wellness products as far as uh, detox, um, protein, and so forth, uh, any kind of like, say, uh, products to help you lose some weight, stuff like that. And also, say, uh, T-shirts and hoodies and joggers and so forth, holler at me at GAMG.shop and also GAMG.firstfitness.com. All right. And we are also sponsored by APE, which is All Problems Eliminated. This is a home repair and home restoration company. So if once again, if you're looking for any kind of work to get done to your home, um, plumbing, say uh, painting, anything you can think of around the house or, you know, any kind of work, say give BT and my brother T a call at area code 623-223-3943. All right. Now, we're going to go ahead and, and, and check out a couple of videos real quick before we get into the interview with Keisha Carr. So, here's the uh, Q's exercise tip for the day. Check this out. Yo, this your boy John Q checking in from the AMG Podcast, a.k.a. The Strongcast. Today on Q's tip, we show you how to do the T-bar rolls the proper way and shit to arch your back when you're doing anything bent over when it comes to doing back or anything, all right? Check this out. Good motherfucking shit is this right here. When it's almost get like in a football stance, put your hands right here. Keep your back up like this, chest up, head up. Grab something here, go pull. Alright? If you're doing barbell rolls, same thing. Go pull it just like this. So I'm gonna show you, alright? Go do some pauses. It's T-bar rolls, alright? Grab this right here. Once again, use your legs. Pull up. Arms just like this. Arch your back right. Pull. Squeeze. One. Two. Three. Head up. Four. Five. 
four more. All right, all right. So once again, you know, safety first. All right. So you just want to make sure that you, you know, you're using your legs properly when you lift in anything. Okay. So what I was just showing you right here is actually will help you from putting a lot of strain on your lower back. So of course you're gonna have to, uh, you know, work them hamstrings out good. And make sure you pull in, you know, when you pull anything, make sure you squeeze in your lats, okay? That's the wing area of your back. So just let me know what y'all think, you know what I'm saying, when you get a chance to go to the gym and you want to try this out, all right? And call in and let us know, all right? Now, the next video is a funny video, of course. One accused funny videos since we have uh, uh, the credit guru up in the building. This is a little something that I, I found, all right? So check this out when y'all, you know, check this out, y'all. Ladies and gentlemen, the orange crop estimates for the next year. After calculating the estimates from various orange-producing states, we have concluded the following. The cold winter has apparently not affected the orange harvest. Consumers can expect orange and orange juice prices to fall should be dramatic.
Winter. Valentine. Hey, how'd you make out today? How could you do this to us after everything we've done for you? Oh, see, I made Lewis a bet here. The Lewis bet me that we couldn't both get rich and put you on the poorhouse at the same time. You didn't think we could do it. I won. I lost. One dollar. Thank you, Lewis. After you. Certainly. <laughs> Margin call, gentlemen. Well, you can't expect us you to... You know to... the rules of the exchange, Mr. Duke. All accounts to be settled at the end of the day's trading, without exception. You know perfectly well we don't have $394 million in cash. I'm sorry, boys. Put the uh, Duke Brothers' seats on the exchange up for sale at once. Seize all assets of Duke and Duke Commodities Brokers, as well as all personal holdings of Randolph and Mortimer Duke. My God. We're ruined. Uh, this is an outrage. I demand an investigation. You can't sell our seats. A Duke has been sitting on this exchange since it was founded. We founded this exchange. It's ours. It belongs to us. My God. Mortimer, your brother's not well. We'd better call an ambulance. Fuck him! Now you listen to me. I want trading reopened right now. Get those brokers back in here. Turn those machines back on. Turn those machines back on. Man, if y'all don't know about this right here, this is called trading places. This is a classic. So, like I said, once again, we have the credit guru in the building so that's why i wanted to go ahead and and put this video together because we're gonna need some help you know what i'm saying as far as uh with credit you know what i mean so once again welcome to the show let me read this off you know because i don't want to miss anything and i'm no i'm i'm quite sure i'm gonna miss something so she's gonna have to fill this on in all right oh yeah we got a moment this right here yeah all right so thank you we have ceo and founder of credit and conversation credit education services ceo and founder of lip lover ceo and founder of dating satan podcast also respectfully speaking podcast urban conservative 9 a.m 9 10 a.m radio station she's an author a speaker and so much more well, hey, look, I'm going to let you feel, it. <laughs> feel everything else here. Welcome to the GAMG podcast. Once again, Keisha Carr, the serial entrepreneur. So welcome to the, welcome to the podcast. So tell everybody a little bit about yourself besides, say, this, you know, your million jobs that you have. Um, I got two new podcasts coming out. See, look at that shit. Um, <laughs> one I'll be doing with the fellow Michigan State Spartan. Okay. Um, he's in Atlanta. It's called Let's Talk About It. We start that Wednesday, this Wednesday. Okay. Um, Shantae. And then I do one is coming up with, it's called Toxic Talk. Oh, shit. Uh, okay. With two fellas, uh, Petty Game Marty and Karan Davis. Um, okay. And then uh, I'll go back to recording Dating Satan in May. Um, I'm going to finally finish my book for Dating Satan. Oh, shit. Okay. Um, All right. You've already said I'm a speaker. Uh, I have online courses now. Um, I'm finishing my second book that should be out in June about business credit. Okay. Um, 
I have some apps coming out for both of my business. Well, a couple of them. They'll be out for June. Uh, in June, my birthday is in June, so they're my gift to myself. All right, all right. Um, and now I'm starting to get into schools and get state contracts and city contracts for what okay. I'm doing. Uh, so I'm just kind of. You say your birthday is in June, so you must be a crazy Gemini like my wife. No, I'm a Cancer actually. Gemini. Oh, you a can Oh, okay. Yeah. So y'all both uh, still crazy as hell. I'm. I'm re- it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just really like focused on going to that next level. Okay. And. Uh, Shit. I put in my resignation. Up, yeah. I put in my resignation for my day job because I feel like the only way I can elevate Do my everything. career is um, leaving my job because a, a nine to five can kind of bound you. Yeah, and it, it sometimes can make you miss out on opportunities Absolutely. because you're working somebody else's nine and five and it's their vision, their goal, their dream. And how can I fully fulfill mine if I don't step out on faith and yeah. pursue mine? Yeah. So. Um, I, I put in my resignation last week, um, and today was my last day. Damn, all right. Well, shit. I'm, I'm happy. Up, stepping out on faith, goddammit. You know what I'm saying? I got to do it. I feel like it's my time, and, and God has showed me some yeah. things and removed some people and removed some things that are taking me to the next level. Every time I, I close a door, another one opens. Yeah. So. So keep on doing what you're doing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's it. You know I, what I mean? I've had moments where I wanted to resort back to dating Satan and be Satan. So so let, let's 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 go ahead and, and dig in and shit on dating Satan real quick. So explain to everybody what dating Satan is as a podcast. So um, so I'm gonna tell you how this, the story started with dating Satan, right? Okay. So I was dating a guy um, from like 2015 to 18. He was an older gentleman. Um, I'm not going to say the church he went to here in Detroit, but he was like, he was fake heavily into church. And I would have to say it was my absolute worst dating experience. And one of my homegirls, after we had went out one night and she seen how he behaved, she was like, girl, you dating Satan. And I was like, I am. Man. And, And it was just like, but at the same time, I realized I've been Satan. You know what I'm saying? I haven't been perfect. And. Um, I start. I started writing. That's a hell of a tag you want to put on yourself. <laughs> I'm just being honest. You got to be yeah. honest with yourself. No, that's true. And so um, I started a Facebook group, which kind of blew up real crazy. So I had okay. to close it down. Well, Facebook closed it down. I had to start another group. But I had um, I had said like people would share their personal stories in there, okay. and I was like, let me do a podcast, one with all females and one with all guys, okay. just to get content. And this was probably like 19. Okay. It was before COVID. Okay. And um, I actually posted it in a group. Okay. And um, it was a guy from Seattle who owned the podcast network. He was so happened to be in a group. And he was like, you want to join my network? And um, it was great for a year. It, you know, it worked out. It was some financial pinifications. Okay. It was, it was a lot of great things to it. And um, it gave me a lot of exposure because it was people from – Everywhere, everywhere on the network. Yeah. So we would have to go on each other's shows. Okay. But it was honestly some podcasting. Like I've done other podcasts. Like I started in 17 on other people's shows as a guest. And then um, I did a podcast called Everyday Travel Podcast because okay. I travel a lot. Okay. But the Dayton Satan thing, the podcast just kind of went off. And it went off nationally because I was... All of my guests I would bring in because it was like a Zoom one, yeah. you know, stream yeah. yard, restream. Yeah. So I would bring in people who had like big followings in their city. Okay. And it was something I never would have even thought I was going to do. Okay. Right. Okay. Never thought it was going to happen. But 
um, with dating Satan, I share my stories, my personal journeys, me being Satan, me dating Satan. But at the same time, I wanted to kill the misconception that Satan is always a man. Satan could be a woman. It could be somebody in your family. It could be any type of relationship. And I had did an article in Beautiful Machine magazine where I touched on it. Okay. And it gave me a lot of exposure. And people was like, I like the fact that you touching on Satan is not always a man. Yeah, it just sounds like it's very transparent. Yeah, so I've had people come on and just share their personal stories from a guy that was handicapped and his experience and how women took advantage of him, which was my cousin, honestly. Um, I've had females talk about... Somebody cousin call in. (laughs) I had people come in and talk about how they were raped in college and their experiences. And it's just um, even like they have all these travel circles where people do group travel and they talked about their experience with dating in the travel circle. So um, mine is more of an authentic sharing your story type of podcast. Like your experience with being Satan or dating Satan. And um, it just gives light to something that most people don't think that we've all been through. But we've all been hurt. We've all been in a a toxic or tragic relationship. And how you get through it? Because at the end of the day, you have to heal from it. And some people don't heal and don't know how to heal. But I like to inspire people that you can get through it. Like even right now, I've had a breakup. But it's like I pray for God to remove anybody that wasn't for me. And align me with people that was for me. Yeah. And when you pray that prayer, you got to be able to accept who you remove. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's just like, okay, so it's a the, hot girl summer anyway. <laughs> I'm outside. <laughs> so in the wise words to say of uh, Corey Holcomb and shit, everybody's been destroyed. <laughs> it's just about how you rebuild. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. So you said you can do a reboot soon, right? We're revamping. Uh, revamping. Respectfully speaking, it's a podcast that um, Miles put together, a doc. Miles, Clap yourself, man. Clap yourself up. What did you over there doing, man? Um, no. <laughs> network. Um, the vision at first was supposed to be six females. And okay. as we all know, sometimes six females don't mix. Yeah. And honestly, our numbers went up when we added guys. Okay. So with the revamp, we're adding guys. Okay. So um, we'll be starting that in the next couple of weeks. Um, we're bringing in some new faces. Um, so I'm excited about that. We're doing right. different time slot, different faces, with the exception of me and Nicole Anderson. Okay. Nams, but um, we're doing something different, and okay. I'm excited about it. All right. All right. Bringing back up. some old faces to pop in every now and then. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. All right. And then my other podcast with um, Shantae McMillan from Atlanta, Let's Talk About It, is one. We're just going to talk about current subjects. Okay. And because things happen. Fast. And that, yeah. yeah. And then, you know, stuff happened in Atlanta that might not happen here. Yeah, yeah. Here, vice versa. Yeah. Um, sport. We're going to talk about everything from relationships to sports to current news. Um, and then toxic talk is just it's self-explanatory because, um, you know. Uh, the the guys that I'm doing it with are um, extremely toxic. You said you're doing it with no. I'm, I'm doing the show with my co-hosts. They are uh, some of the funniest guys I met on Facebook. Okay, but they're honest and they're they're open about who they are and they're secure and they kind of let women know up front that they ain't shit and some days they might be shit but they let them know you know I'm with the 40 ball or whatever it may be so um you said a 40 dollar holla I'm very excited about that one because we all have real relatable personalities that are um 
it will be it's going to be interesting. I, I'm super excited about that one just because some strong personality. Yeah, yeah. So. Okay. All right. Come on, man. What you leaning in? I, I know you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Goddamn. So forty ball with inflation. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Shit. They got to be like motherfucking seventy two. Right. Listen, <laughs> in this day and age, and you'll be surprised. They not even taking forty. They taking Hennessy and the blunt. Man, damn. You, he clapped that shit up loud as hell. I'm just saying, they taking happy hour at some of these restaurants. The standards have been hey, dry. I don't get chicks that talk to me like that, though, low key. Like, they were, even if they was offering it for the 40 ball or the blunt and the cocktail, they they usually don't, you know what I'm saying? I don't attract that type of <laughs> shit. And which is good, but I'm going to tell you, the ones in the, 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 that typically go to, for the 40 ball are less than the ones at the bar begging for a drink. Man. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I feel like a lot of times when, you know, like, I can't fake who I am. So sometimes just basic conversation for me may not be basic conversation for other motherfuckers. Yeah. And uh, so then chicks be like, I'm going to fall back on, you know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't going to tell that nigga about the 40 ball. Like, real talk. I'm just being straight up. Like, once we start talking, they be like, nah, fuck that. My man, he on some other shit. And they don't even, which is good. I ain't yeah. even complaining yeah. about yeah. this shit. Because I've literally, I, I had a conversation with somebody before, and I was like, look, you know what I'm saying? When you really start learning about the power of attraction, That's attraction, true. you know, that, that law is not based off of the shit that come out your mouth. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That shit really is based off of how you feel, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, and what, what type of magnet frequency that, um, yeah, you that you're going to be shit. on. Yeah. So, I, you know, sometimes when I hear women say, well, damn, I, I only attract... No uh, street dude. You on, you on that street channel? Yeah, that's, that's you on that street you on. frequency? So I'm saying like I've been out with my homeboy who, um, you know what I'm saying? We we we've been friends for a while, but we literally can be at the bar, and you know my he might be talking to somebody. I'm talking to a friend, and then later on when we reconvene. His conversation totally different from mine. And he like, yo, shit, they on their way through in a minute. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, they did what? You know right. what I'm saying? They right. they was riding in the car butt naked, blah, blah, blah. I don't get none of that. They usually with me be trying to be on some fake woke shit. You know what I'm saying? If I talk too long. So <laughs> as I've been getting older, I've been learning how to like, let me be quiet. Let me see what, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Let me just be an observer, you know? And, and, and I say that to say there's no judgment either because yeah. to each his own. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not judging. Like, if you with the 40 ball, by all means, you know what I'm saying? Get I, you, I think you. it's the way you carry yourself because I don't attract street dudes. Like, I don't attract, attract street dudes. I don't attract like I don't little dusties. I'm just being honest. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and I, <laughs> even when I I have or they slip in my inbox, I'd be like, "What about me? Say I would talk to you." Like it makes me reevaluate myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, what it's, type of energy you putting out? What type of energy yeah. I'm putting out that you think that I would like? I literally just left the bar, and the guy was like, "Yeah, I want to talk to you." I said, "For what?" <laughs> like, I'm just, what are we talking about? I said, mm-hmm. I, "I could tell he was young. I could tell he was a, a street dude. He had mm-hmm. on all the like." Marjorie and all, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? You say the costume. And he mm-hmm. had on all that stuff and he was kind of flashy and I was like, he's like, you know, try, you don't need to drink. No, I'm good. I'm about to leave. Yeah. But what what if, what if women, see the only, there's only one exception to that and that's, you know what I'm saying? Like what if a woman is trying to holler at you? You know what I'm saying? Like. So if, for me, like I, if I see something I want, mm-hmm. I'm going to go get it. Right. Because you, you, I mean, people might consider it aggressive, but he might just be shy. And he might want you to approach him because he's scared that you might, if he comes to you, you might turn him down. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I get that. No, I'm saying you as a woman, 
What if a woman is trying to get at you? you oh, give, you mean like a liquor license? Yeah. You know? <laughs> oh, um, you said a liquor license. I said that right. A carpet muncher. Oh. No. <laughs> yeah. Only reason why oh. I said that because you, you made the statement. You said, "Damn, if I if I get a certain time kind of dude, I might have to reevaluate myself." But I just wanted to say, well, don't put too don't put too much stock into it because, mm-hmm. um, you know. And again, I just came back from Atlanta. I have men and women trying to holler at me sometimes. I can't explain why the men try to holler at me. You get what I'm saying? Like I, I, I might for the females, but for the dudes, I don't get it. And I ain't even trying to figure it out no more. I say this, my observation. Um, one, I think it's more normal for females to be attracted to females. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's not. It's not like a frowned upon. And females are more aggressive than men when they do want to talk to you. They oh yeah, are more no, no aggressive. And openly, because dudes and, gonna get aggressive, but in secret. Yeah, and for me, it's nothing about a woman that mm-hmm. I'm not, and I'm, I'm because I, I keep forgetting this. We about to talk mm-hmm. credit, mm-hmm. but yeah, we got to um, yeah. credit. It's certain things that I don't like that only women think that that's all they can offer. And if I don't like it, what can I do with you? Right. I'm not a big fan of, especially if she got bad credit. Yeah, but not, I'm, I'm just not <laughs> right, a fan exactly. of receiving. You know. Yeah. Oh, I got you. Yeah. So all the other stuff. for a male or one, a male or woman, I so for a woman to say that, like, if that's all you got to offer me, that's what am I doing with you? And mm. so it's no attraction. You don't have nothing to give me. Yeah. So um, so but, just it's just not my thing. But, all right. But so, I'm nice about it. So like, so, so say they, it's not my thing. So since so so since he said credit or whatever, right? You know what I'm saying. So if they got good credit, explain to everybody what is credit conversation and credit education services that you provide. So originally, when I started credit and conversation, I was doing repair. Okay. And a little of literacy. Um, I started just learning the laws. Originally, like mm, I think I was 35, so like. 2015, 2016, something like that. Okay. And I really wanted to learn it from the law aspect of, okay. of credit. Um, and then I learned the restoration, and um, I realized that with the repair, I feel like, um, and this is no downside to people who do repair, mm-hmm. most people don't educate consumers. They just take your money. They fix it, and you might be straight for six months, and then you're back in the bad credit because you didn't know you didn't learn anything to keep you from getting from doing bad it credit. Again. Okay. Yeah, so it becomes a repeated cycle of me taking your money. Okay. And there's no blessing in taking people money. Like it's not about the money for me because I'm gonna be blessed regardless. Yeah. So I felt like the only way we can enrich and empower our communities is through economic growth. And most of the time most people don't have cash like that. Yeah. And even when you have cash, some places, even if you want to go get an apartment or a, a rental, they'll look at your credit history and you might have the money and say, well, you having good credit shows your discipline, your character, your, you know, they yeah. look at that. So I, I, my passion is to teach people credit, but my biggest passion is to teach young people credit because okay. um, for me, uh, I went to Michigan State and the first thing they did as soon as I walked on campus was Offer me credit cards, free T-shirts, free mugs, free hats, whatever it was. And I didn't know. So often what happens is when we get out of college, we're in the red for student loans. We're in the red with bad credit. And most people have to go back home and stay with their parents because their credit is bad. So you don't went to school four, five, six, seven years just to go home and stay with your parents, to have student loan debt. 
And it's the one thing that they don't teach in school and prepare kids for. So I like to get students while or young people while they're young or youth um, so they can learn good credit habits and educate them on credit so they to try to prevent them from making the mistakes that most of us made in our 30s and 40s, to prevent them from having to be in a place at 30 or 40 where they're restoring their credit. Yeah. While they've learned it already, they already know when they go to campus, okay, what's the benefit of having getting your credit card? What are you offering me to sign up? Yeah, I want them to have that knowledge to say to somebody when they sign, try to sign them up for it, what's the APR? Stuff mm-hmm. that most people aren't teaching them. Most yeah. parents aren't teaching people their kids that they might put them on as an authorized user and put them in a good space to have good credit, mm-hmm. but they're still not teaching them credit cards. The difference between most you'll be surprised. Some kids don't know the difference between a credit card and a debit card. Yeah, most kids don't even know what credit is or why it's important or the benefits of it. So my goal is that by the time they're eighteen, they know the benefits. Good credit, bad credit, how the FICO score breaks down, how the Vantage score breaks down. So that that's just been my my passion. Okay. More so sure. so what would be what would be probably your number one? You said good habit to learn about credit utilization. You know? Okay. And I say that because utilization is thirty percent of your score. Maximum score is eight fifty, right? Okay. And most people will say to me, "Well, I just paid my credit card off. My score didn't go up." <clears throat> Not knowing why. So your cre- I tell them your credit card is due, let's say, on the 19th of the month. Mm-hmm. Your um, statement date may be the 15th. It's a and closing your, statement date. Yeah, the closing yeah. statement date. So most people don't even know what that is, right? They don't even look at that little closing statement yeah. date. Yeah. So most That's people the one get you in trouble. Yeah, okay. so say it's the 15th and mm-hmm. you paying your card on the 19th, when they go to the closing statement date and they reporting it to the three credit bureaus, mm-hmm. it's still showing that high utilization. Mm-hmm. You might get that on-time payment, yeah. but when they reported on the 15th, they reported you had 5000 used 4800 because it's before your due date. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I, I encourage people to, anytime you have a credit card, to always call and find your statement closing date and to pay it two days before that. Okay. Because even if you max your cards out and you and you and if you know you're going to pay it on the 19th, what is it going to you to play it on the 15th so yeah. you can your utilization can be zero or under 10%? Okay. And if you want to use it back up after the 19th, you can. But realistically, you want to make sure your, your utilization is a big part because it's the biggest way to up your score or drop your score. Okay. So, so too, I got a question for you regarding, um, say, so like, that's a big gym right there, too. I don't want to let that pass by. I'm sorry because I ain't no, going to no, cut no. you <laughs> off because I, I feel like that information right there also comes from a, a, something very basic that a lot of adults don't do, and that's just read. Yeah. I don't think people like, like you just said, you've always heard pay your bills on time, but credit can get a little tricky because. Like you said on that credit card, you your due date, and they do. Here's the deal: these people do this on purpose, yeah, mm-hmm. because they yeah. know people don't know. They're gonna tell you, yo, your bill due on the twentieth. So in your mind, you think as long as I pay it on that right. day before yeah, twelve before. o'clock midnight. Right. Or, yeah, but if like she said, that that statement closing date, yeah, is the date that matters most because that's the date that's gonna rep- report, report to the other credit bureaus. Yeah. Like she said, if that if that shit's over thirty percent, and that's a, that's another number. You said ten. Most people think 30, not realizing if you want that shit to jump, jump, 10% yeah. or less. Yeah. 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 So, no, good shit. Yeah. All right. All right. So, what would be a good credit score for somebody that, say, um, was thinking about becoming, say, a serial entrepreneur like you, just starting off, and wants to start off an LLC or something? I mean, realistically, you can start off with, I mean, start your business with 
Not 500. It don't matter. Okay. But um, if you, so let me say this. If you're trying to build business credit mm-hmm. without being a person, if you want to be a personal guarantor, I would say 700. Okay. But if you're patient in the process, and I tell people this, with business credit, you have to be patient. It's not going to, and if you don't want to be a personal night. guarantor, you have to be patient. You have to get Quill accounts. You have to do tier one. You have to do tier two. You have to be patient okay. if you don't want to be a personal guarantor. But if you want to, and you or you're in a, a fast you want it done fast, you got to make sure your personal credit is on point, which goes back to mm. on-time payments, um, your utilization. And what most people don't realize is um, they'll close accounts. It's like they'll close a credit card or close an account that they've had 10, 15 years and then wonder why they score drop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I tell people your score drop because all that on-time payment you had for the last 15 years, which is 35% of your score, yeah. now that's mm-hmm. gone. If you had, if that was a high credit card, that utilization, your utilization is dropped. And if you weren't really using that card and you're using out your other cards, now your utilization has went up, so you're losing mm-hmm. points. And then if you don't, 10% of your score is a good mix of credit. So say whatever you had dropped, you have to have three things to have a good mix of credit. You drop it, 10% of your score might drop. Okay. Some people don't consider the other factors that play into closing that card. Mm-hmm. So I, like he, so it would be better for people to do what? Just leave it open. Leave it open, leave it open leave it and make and make it like a yeah. Hulu. And sometimes and if you don't yep. if you don't use it, they'll close it on you. Yeah. Like the the credit card company will close it on you, but I put like little stuff on my Hulu, my Netflix, just little like stuff that on. so it can keep on. I can yeah. keep the Active. age. Yeah. yeah, because age is 10% of your score. So yeah. just say that's a card you had for 15 years and your other cards you've had under 5, that's a big percentage of your score that's going to drop. And okay. most people don't know that. And a lot of people, um, they'll have derogatories or closed accounts, and they'll be like, I paid it off, but my score didn't increase. Why didn't it increase? Because all you did was pay it off. You didn't do a pay for delete. Because now it's all it says is you paid it. Yeah. So I'm going to give a good gem. Yeah, come on, drop it. Whenever drop it. you decide to make a payment to a closed account or derogatory, you always ask them either on on the phone or via mail, um, I want to do a pay for delete. And you need something in writing because if you pay it and you have something to write and they don't delete it, you can send it to the credit bureaus. It'll come off your report. Mm -hmm. But the biggest tip is say you you decide to pay for a delete and they may not agree to it. They say, no, we're not going to do that. You can send them a money order or cashier's check. And in the memo line, you say Tom Smith is paying for account, whatever, whatever the number is to pay for delete to be removed from the account number. And if they cash that bitch and they want the money, they have agreed they to have, it because they've accepted in, the money. Yeah. Yep. It's mm. a binding agreement. So once you... <laughs> Jim! Once yeah. you, once you get on the memo line and go. they cash it, they have to delete it. And, and here's the deal. I, I, um, I like that you said that because at the end of the day, this is also sometimes they use that in a lot of businesses, use that in reverse when it comes to us accepting money from them. We don't oftentimes realize that. Like, I know people who have had different insurance claims because I do carpentry work. And, you know, once that bank send you a check, you know, you're essentially agreeing to the terms. When, like, you can't just take the money and be like, okay, yeah, babe, I see this number, and then jump on it. Because the minute you... You start, you, you take that money and put it in your account. You didn't cash it. they like, okay, well, no, you agree because you took it. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I want to uh, just add because um, I, I think that's uh, real important. You know, you, you say you want to start with the youth. 
the one thing that our youth need to understand is, you know, this is one of the reasons why a lot of people always say, you know, math is going to be a part of your entire life. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, outside of what you're saying in terms of the credit, you know, I think that it's, you know, them learning about credit is also uh, that works in conjunction with children learning other percentages like you know obviously when you learn about credit you like you said you learn about utilization percentage and all that kind of debt to income ratio all that kind of shit but at the end of the day children also need to understand that listen just because you have the money and that you can afford it doesn't mean that you're being financially responsible right you know when i was younger coming up there was a few different numbers that you had to keep in mind. And one of them, even a lot of adults don't even think of this is, you know, maybe if you're going to purchase a home or, you know, wherever you're going to live, that needs to be no more than 20, 26% of your gross income. These are things that people have in place. And you know, who utilize a lot of these numbers, a lot of Asian people. And that's Mm -hmm. also why they, they save a lot and they become wealthy a lot faster than us because over here, motherfucker be making X amount of dollars. And, and, and only thing they be thinking about is, Oh man, I can afford that Hellcat. I can afford that Yukon. But bro, you know what I'm saying? You, you, you're using all of your assets. You know what I'm saying? The shit that's, I'm sorry, using all of the money that's coming in and, and you're putting it towards things that are not assets. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. To a lot of bills. I tell people I'm I'm probably the most frugal person I know. Like, yeah, I have good credit. I make good money, and I'm I'm cheap. I'm not gonna say I'm cheap, but I'm frugal because I always you watch you watch your pennies. Yeah, not even that. I always think about. What if the pandemic happened again yeah. and we don't work and yeah. we have nothing saved? Now you yeah. got to depend on unemployment. That so what might happened take... in November when this Fed now shit drop and then we start switching yeah, over July. to this digital yeah. currency. Yeah, I, I, it's supposed I'm, to roll out fully yeah, around that time. Yeah. But yeah. I'm one of those yeah. people that always feel like you got to prepare for a rainy day. Yeah, absolutely. Like yeah. I can jump out there and be like, oh, let me get a Maserati. Yeah, but for what? Yeah, yeah. Really, like who am I proving something to? I feel, I feel like you know what I'm saying. That's here's the deal. You know, oftentimes. You know, when you have a victim consciousness, you you may think that, you know, so for especially for a lot of, of black people that grow up in urban areas that may not have a lot of money. People don't realize we can use that shit to our advantage because yeah. when you learn to, you know, survive, you know, you like, yo, I'm going to do certain things. The only downside to that is. After a while, you got to say, okay, bet. Now I know how to survive. Now let me start going towards success. Yeah. You That's get what I'm at. saying? And yeah. it's just like, all right, I can, I, I can make this survival shit yeah. look easy. Stretch the shit out of a dollar. But I don't want to keep stretching that dollar. I want to make that dollar work for me. I want to, you know what I'm saying? I want to do some things that's going to put me into a different mind frame. Yeah. So definitely. All right. So I know you said that you, you, you wrote a book. So do you plan on publishing, say, a, a, another book um, in, about credit and stuff like that? or? So the, I published my first book came out. Two years ago, everything okay. high school, credit and conversation, everything high school students okay. need to know about credit. But it like it's seen some traction when I first let it out, but it was kind of during the pandemic. But now that people are back in school, kids are back in classroom programs, are back up like youth programs and mentor programs. I've seen more traction in the last six months than I've seen the first year I put the book out. Okay. Um. My my second book is about business credit because it's it's money out here. And most people don't even – I always tell people, and I say – now when I think about it, I always say, instead of doing a business book, business credit book, I should have probably went to how – I should have did a book about going to business, knowing the business, because most people start a business and don't know the business. The business, yeah. 
So, like, I've taken one of my degrees is business communication, but and I'll honestly say this I've learned more in cohorts that I did. Like, I just finished the National Entrepreneurs Association certification. Right. I've learned, I did, shit up. I did the Osborne District Association certification, I did Operation Hope. I've learned more from cohorts with people who are actually business owners who went through the process that I feel like the information that I've retained from all of them, I could pour into somebody else to help teach them the business of business. You know, because most people, it's more to just filing the LLC and getting an EINN number or DUNS number or UIE number. They don't know the structure of a business, how to run a business, how to market. And even now, because business has changed so much, most people don't even know social media is a big part of business now. Yeah, yeah. It's a big part of it. The funding, the networking, just every little thing is is essential into business, not just putting it up on Facebook and saying, oh, I got a business. Come by this. Come by that. What's you your paperwork like? You mad because your friends don't repost your shit. Yeah, like. It's bigger than that. <laughs> you, are, you, you, you sitting up putting your energy into who not <clears throat> posting your shit. Not realizing, like, yo, you you don't know business right now because that's not going to cut it. You get what I'm saying? Like, them the last motherfuckers you need to be upset with. Most of the people, and my friends are very supportive, but a lot of the business I get is from people who don't know me. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. most of my speaking engagements, they are from people who know me, mm-hmm. but it opens the door for people who don't. Don't, yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah, people, I, Word of mouth and stuff like, hey, this person, you know what I'm saying? I always tell people, you have to, and I had to learn this myself, you have to learn when to say no, but you can't be close to an opportunity because you never know. Like, I'm going to be honest with you, right? I was at one of my, my mentees, my business mentees. He does an event called Drag Me to Dinner, right? Um, it's a drag show um, at Sloppy Chops. Okay. And most people have been like, my one friend was like, you taking your daughter there? And I'm like, we go to drag shows in Miami. So, yeah, I'm going. My friend was kind of negative about it. I'm like, this is my mentee. I support her. I'm going. Yeah. Not knowing that when I went to the event, I met a director for the state because they had us get up. It was in February and tell about our business and what we do. Not knowing I got a, I met a director for the state of Michigan okay. who loves what I do, who helped me become a state vendor. It was a guy there who does a football program that had me come in and he has grant money and funding for me. So you can't turn down because you never know who yeah, might be there. Know. Yeah. And yeah. don't be scared to tell what you do. Yeah. Because you never know who might need it. Yeah. So yeah, that's what's up. That's what's up. You, so, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you, you, go ahead. no, so I was going to say, I know you have something else that's coming up too, right? Like, um, uh, so this, was, uh, this Sunday, April the, yeah, yeah. April the 16th, um, uh, Danielle Dunham and the Danielle Dunham Collective, um, they're doing a real estate branding event. Um, it's like a powerhouse event. It's okay. uh, Danielle Dunham, myself, Ali Sahad, which is like my best friend, Okay. Uh, with District 78 and Starters, uh, Dr. DeLorean Griffin, who does plastic surgery, um, Candace Thomas, she does uh, Daytois 313. They're like one of the only authorized Cartier dealers in Detroit, and she's black, so okay. it's kind of dope. Okay. And then uh, Dennis Reed from uh, Homestead. All right, all right. So, you know, we, we just wanted to put some Sorry. people in place that can inspire other people, good networking. Okay. Um, and then just talk about how hard work, consistency, and focus really can help you build your brand and pay off. Like, we all work hard. 
Like, it be some nights where I be like, look, I'm drained. Because, mm-hmm. I, again, I do so much. But yeah. at the same time, I like showing my daughter. Yeah. So I bring her to pop-up shops. I let her run the table because we got a lip gloss line together called Lip Lover. That's my other business. Yeah. So it, it teaches, one, it creates generational wealth. Um, it teaches her communication skills. It teaches her skills, sales skills. It builds her confidence. Um, and it helps her make her own money. Yeah. But, um, and it's another thing I tell people is is some banks or credit unions that allow um, parent-authorized accounts. I got my daughter her first account. I think she was like six or seven with Navy Federal. She has her own bank account. Okay. She gets her own mail from Navy Federal with her name on it. She can check her bank account. And it makes kids, even at a young age, more responsible. Because yeah. the first thing I say when she, we at the store and she'd be like, I want this. Okay, well, where your card at? Yeah. And it makes her be like, you know what? I don't want it. When it's my money, she want it. But when it's mama going to pay for it, I want it. When when it's her money, it's like, well, I don't need that. Then we went to Disney World one time, and she saved $500 herself. And I was like, we'll be out, and I'll be like, you want this? She's like, no, I'm saving my money for Disney World. See? There you go. So it just teaches her. It taught her at a young age financial responsibility. Yeah. That's what's up. That's what's up. Clap that up. Clap that up. Because it's a lot of it's a lot of children and stuff like that, and adults and stuff like that that need that education and stuff. Yeah, so. just teaching kids the different. Like you'll be so, and I know they don't teach uh, in cursive in school anymore. Okay. So you'll be surprised how many kids don't know what checks is. Yeah. So even in my book, yeah, for everything high school students know, yeah. I talk about charge cards, credit cards, debit cards, and writing checks because you might have to write a check one day. Although yeah. we kind of get we're more digital yeah. now. But so you secured never know. and unsecured. That's how I started my baby off. I, I kind of did the old school route. You know, I, I talked to my daughter when her last year of high school. I said, "Look, we're gonna have to build this credit up." And um, she she was working at uh, Boston Market, and she got a job working at the bank. And I told her, I said, "Listen, um, I need you to drop a thousand dollars on a secure car." She was like, "A thousand, right?" So peeps, so she tripping. So somebody else, I'm saying, they say, "Oh no, you know what? Just just do 300." And then somebody else told her five, and I looked at her. I said, "I told you a thousand, right?" And there was a reason I wanted the balance to be high because again, if you only got three three hundred on that mug and you're trying to keep the utilization down low, like we don't want to defeat the purpose. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So long story short. Her job ended up giving her a thousand dollar bonus, and she surprised me. She said, "Dad, I got the car." And then six months later, she got the thousand dollar back, and they switched the car. You understand what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, from yeah. from secure to unsecured, so her credit went up. She got her money back, and and they raised the limit on the amount that she gave yeah. her. That was a, a dope move, but yeah, a lot yeah. of people don't think yeah. about that. There's yeah. a lot of adults who don't have the yeah. patience to wait six, seven months. You're going to get your money back. Yeah. Your credit score going to raise. Yeah. And you're going to have an actual card now. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I so, always tell people when I start off, because I do homebound workshops, I do a bunch of mm-hmm. seminars. My first thing I always say is be patient in the process. Mm-hmm. If you, you, you run a rush stuff, then you get a CPN. And I'm not against CPNs. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to be honest. But if you're in a rush then it's probably not for you because you have to be patient in the process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you can't be patient, it's probably not going to happen. Yeah, I, I don't know nothing about the CPM. But I, mean, not even, I don't really know it like yeah. that. What I've read is people went to jail. And I, I'm, I'm being oh, okay, honest. Okay, that's I, all I, I I'm not trying to go to jail. <laughs> Hell no. I'm not trying to go to jail. No more locked <laughs> doors, Nancy. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not built for that. I'm, I'm not built yeah. for jail. No, no, no. <laughs> So, so I don't even want to be locked in my car. <laughs> yeah, so I, I just don't. I don't mess with it. 
Gotcha. So, so dealing with say credit, all right. I just want to touch on this real quick before we get out of here, and then give you know everybody a, a chance to um, plug in what they need to plug in and stuff like that, so people can support. All right. So, so dealing with the say credit and the money system and stuff like that, with more countries and stuff that's dumping say the U.S. dollar for trading, as far as like chi- China and Japan and more and more countries coming out every day. How do you think this is going to affect people with their money and their credit? Especially, say, with the startup of uh, the announcement just earlier, uh, when we was talking about with the the new uh, the new Fed Now app and stuff like that, or whatever, like Cash App. Oh, I just seen that. Yeah, I just seen that. So, the Fed so, now. so what do you what do you think about this whole like say new money system that they're doing with the digital uh, uh, digital, digital currency. currency and stuff like that, and then with all these other countries, say dumping say the U.S. dollar for uh, for trading, you know, within. The, they're using, say, the the Chinese uh, currency or whatever the one. Yeah, the the the, the one for. Yeah. Hey, look, I'm, let me. I'm, just I'm say, asking. I, I, look, I want to ask the credit. I know, right? yeah, yeah, I want so, to ask. Go I'm for a credit it. guru. What, yeah. what do you think? Um, <laughs> she's like, oh, yeah, it's look like it's a sticky situation. It, it is. Yeah. Um, credit still is kind of separate. Yeah. But um, it, come back to me on that one. Okay. All right. Because I, I don't want to give any misinformation. Right, right, right. Of course. Look, I, so, I'm going to say this right here. I, I agree with you. It's it's definitely going to be separate. Mm-hmm. But I, I think that it's going to take a moment to for us to really feel the ramifications of it. Because here's the deal, right? And I don't know if you guys have been paying attention. And this kind of plays along with what you said. Because not only is the, the people first and foremost have to always remember the Federal Reserve is not a, a government entity. Yep. They, and I think a lot of times when we speak about them, we associate them with that. But the Feds are a private-owned business banking system, yep. period. And when you think about that, you know, when crypto first came out, you had a lot of motherfuckers saying, hey, no, let's not let's not mess with it. Let's, let's not do this because they were moving a lot of things towards digital. If you look at our government Oftentimes, um, what they sit back and do is they'll take a moment to study and see how how motherfuckers is making money with shit, and then they move in. And once they can yep. control it, now yep. all of a sudden yep. we moving towards. Oh, it's this. the best. Yeah, it's the best thing. It's yeah. sliced bread, and that's and exactly they what they were doing. Seen, they was waiting that they shit out. Yeah, they've yeah. seen Cash App making money. They've yeah. seen PayPal well, making money. Now it's time for Zelle. Here's an interesting fact about Cash App. Unlike all the other platforms. Cash App was one of the only platforms that uh, that allowed you to do business to business and financial transactions yeah. and buy cryptocurrency. Yeah, yep, so they yep. were perfectly positioned yeah. for what's going on no, right yep, now. Yep. Now and stock. So now move forward. All of a sudden, the government says, "You know what? We need to not the government. The Fed say we need to get involved with this." And, and a lot of times, the Fed's be in bed with the government, so they work in cahoots with one another. Because if you've seen, not only did Cash App CEO get stabbed to death, yep. but all of these cryptocurrency yep. billionaires yeah. are ending up dead. dead. And yeah. I'm gonna tell you, my thing. This shit ain't no is, damn. Cause, it, yeah, coincidence. it ain't no coincidence. What better way to take over something than to get rid of the forefathers and the motherfuckers Fuckers, that really yep. understand the business? Because there you go. really understand it, yeah. they can take that hit and then come right back and say, oh, okay, cool. Now we're going to yeah. hit y'all ass up for A, B, and C. Yeah. So to me, none of this shit's by coincidence. It's definitely being planned and designed. I, I'm just hoping that, and, and here's the deal amidst all of the, the fuck shit, 
oftentimes you can control people with fear. And I think one of the smoke screens of fear that they've been putting out is this socialized digital currency where if you, you know, get a misdemeanor, you may not be able to go get gas because somebody going to cut your funds off and tell you you can't do this and that. Because they, they have that type of system right now they've been rolling out in China in some places. I don't necessarily think that's going to take place, but I do see right now that with the dollar going down, yes, that's going to affect credit in a while. It's just a matter of time. I mean, hell, we already have what uh, um, a nine now, credit nine. You had three, you got eight, five. Fuck am I t- you know what I'm talking about in terms of the, the names of the different credit scores. Uh, um, like you said, Vantage, Vantage 8. And a, you, a FICO. You, yeah, I'm sorry. You got FICO 9 already right now. So I, I'm curious to see if they roll out a fucking 10 or 11 right. real soon once we switch over to this, this new digital, digital system. So yeah. That's interesting. So we got to cut this one. We definitely have to come back and revisit some of these uh, topics. I got some way, way more topics, but... Thanks again for coming by. Say Keisha Carr. Give out all your information on how people can support you and how people can find you and reach you and book you for speaking and everything that you do. So my Instagram is credit and conversation all together. Um, my Facebook is credit and conversation, credit education services. Um, my f- website is www dot credit and conversation altogether dot com. Um, my business phone number is 313-399-1143. Uh, my lip gloss uh, Instagram and Facebook is lip lover, L-I-P-L-U-V-H-E-R. And my dating Satan is dating Satan on Facebook and Instagram. Okay. Um, I'm glad you explained that. Yeah, and then uh, I'm also where you can just see me everywhere for everything I do is I am Keisha, K-E-S-H-I-A, car.com, and you can get a link to everything I do. Um, I offer uh, a do-it-yourself online course um, for credit repair. I have um, a high school course that correlates with the book I have, and I have a senior curriculum, a senior course that I'm rolling out, um, actually I'll be downloading it next week. And then I have the business credit coming in um, June. I'll be rolling out how to file your own Chapter 7 bankruptcy and Chapter 13 bankruptcy. All right. All right. Clap that shit up. And Don, what else you got? Uh, what, you, what you got popping off? Some movie shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Some film shit. I want to. That's, that's going to be around type shit. I, I want to say this, right? I want to have a transparent moment with our guests. It's interesting, um, and and I'm glad, you know, you came to the show and I got to sit and listen to it. Obviously, you know, for those that don't know, I'm with the high school with Keish, you know what I'm saying? So definitely shout out to all the Cardinals out there. Yeah, this is a coolie thing up in this bitch. I want to I want to say this, you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna have a transparent moment. It's it's inter- life is interesting, you know. I feel like as we get older, you know, people, you know, they they just say things and put a lot of shit out about people that they don't really know or really understand, you know what I'm saying? Their mission or their purpose. And oftentimes a lot of silliness, you know what I'm saying, it gets said about the motherfucker that you you know you may know of them, but you don't really know, you know what they got going on. So 
um, I was talking to somebody one day, and it was I was out random, um, and I was talking about uh, um, Ivana for some reason. You know, we went went to school with each other anyway. And somebody brought up your name, and they was like, "Man, she got this crazy ass. She into Satan now, and some other stuff, right?" <laughs> I'm, 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 and look, I said I'm gonna have this transparent fucking moment, like, because people do shit like this, and then you would never even know. You know what I'm saying? So they telling me this shit. I don't know nothing about it because I'm just listening, but I, I didn't go research it. You get what I'm saying? I just heard <laughs> what they said, right? Now, mind you, I see you all the time, so I didn't think shit of it. But now, sitting here listening to you talk about it and explain it, it give a whole different perspective. Yeah. And it's just, I'm, I'm going to say this, right? I've always, That's funny. I tell people this shit all the time, right? You have to learn to make observations and not judgment. And, you know, I was talking to my daughter today and I said, listen, as you get older in life, I'm going to tell you some adults didn't fucking tell me because there's a lot of adults out here. They judgy as fuck. Yeah. I said, listen, you have to practice not judging. You got to build that muscle up. So one, you know what I'm saying? That's just something I do in my everyday walk. I try to observe. But again, had I been on that tip, just even hearing that, oh, she crazy and isn't that? Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Now you got people buying into the bullshit. Another thing I want to point out, when people do that kind of shit and they fall for the banana and the tailpipe with that That's kind of funny. shit, sh shame on them. I yeah. always tell people, I say, well, obviously they must have thought that about you to begin with. You What's get on? what I'm saying? Yeah. So you shouldn't even have to explain. But definitely I'm glad you came and was a part of the show and uh, was able yeah. to kind of, you know what I'm saying? So we definitely whoever, have to have you come back. Yeah, whoever said it don't know me because if you if you look at my Facebook you yeah. and my social media, I talk about God all the time. And I say on my post, like, if you don't believe in God in church, I don't really have nothing to do with you. So clearly it was just like you didn't even bother to but get you know to know me. They want it right. They, yeah. They, yeah, leave, they, it was, they read just a tidbit. Yeah, like, and if you watch the and show. she this. Yeah. yeah, like, I'm not hardly in the Satan. I'm, I'm, I, I go to New Bethel Baptist Church. I sit on the Michigan District Baptist Association Young Adult Committee. I'm heavily involved in the church. Like, it's weird that somebody would say, my show, my podcast is just about really bad relationships Relation. and overcoming yeah. over them and yeah. how we've all had it. Yeah, because I mean, trust me, it's funny, but whoever said it, yeah. Thank you, but you, you, you made me want to know. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm Absolutely. glad that you're talking Absolutely. about me. Thank Absolutely. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Well, make sure y'all support, support, support. You know what I'm saying? It's happy into everything that she's doing. All right, y'all. And Don, you said you got some movie shit. Man, and I what else? A, uh, shout out to uh, my uh, my partner, Crime, uh, um, Zach Cunningham. We got a uh, shout out. Some shit coming up soon. We're gonna be filming uh, his next feature. Okay. Um, I don't want to say the title and all that shit. You know, I gotta keep it close to the chest. But um, we start filming end of May, which would be dope. I'm looking forward to it. Um, and um, shout out to all the people that reach out to me, you know what I'm saying, for writing projects, you know what I'm saying? I think that you, I always, one of my affirmations is, you know what I'm saying, um, I appreciate all the opportunities that come my way. And uh, recently I was um, I was sitting down, and, I, and I'm, I'm going to say this because I think that this is something that all of us got to, you know, take into consideration at times. We can't get our minds so focused on money that, you know what I'm saying, we pray for, for different things to come our way, but because they don't immediately come in the form of money, we miss out on it. Sometimes they are coming in the form of money. It's just money not at that exact moment, yeah. but they're going to lead to those things. And, and a lot of times, you know, we be thinking, yeah. oh, man, I, you know, we, we think money.
money is going to solve all our problems and all these other things. But um, really, really, if you want to pray for something, pray for opportunity. Pray, yeah. pray to get the that. opportunity to to um, pursue your passion, pursue your purpose. Pray for your purpose. Um, um, making your life prosper. You get what I'm saying? And if nothing else, uh, there are other areas of prosperity that people need to focus on. Your mental, emotional, and, and, and physical prosperity. Because a lot of motherfuckers pray for financial prosperity. But if those three things are out of whack, man, that, that, that financial prosperity ain't going to yeah. do shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If your mental, emotional, and physical prosperity is off, you could really be fucked up. So. Yeah. Yeah, and people don't right. understand that because people be like, you did this for free? Yeah, because it's a blessing and being a blessing. And those free, when I do stuff for free, it opens up paid opportunities. Like, you can't, everything ain't got to be about money. Absolutely. And, and when it's always connected to money, you'll never win. Yeah. Your heart isn't pure. You're doing it for money and not to yeah. help people win. Yeah, exactly. and then at that exactly. point, you're opportunist. You're not a real entrepreneur. Yeah. yeah, when people be like, oh, I do credit. I got this. I got that. How did you bless somebody else? Yeah. Because I, I, my pastor always say this. On Judgment Day, God ain't going to ask me what car, what glasses, what watch. Well, how did you help somebody how, else? How along? did you help yep. somebody that could do nothing for you? Yep. And people don't understand that. Yep. You got to you gotta be able to bless somebody that yep. can do nothing for you. Yep. And I've taught my daughter that. We'll be at the light, and she'll be like, Mama, can I get him my dollar? She literally just did it Saturday. She seen somebody on the corner with a sign. She's like, Mama, can I give him my dollar? Sure. Yeah, like, be a blessing. Yeah. 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 All right. So on that note, y'all, hey, look, I'm glad y'all tuned in to another great episode. Make sure y'all catch the replay um, on YouTube, Streamcastic, and also podcasting on Facebook. And as I always say, keep flexing, my friends, and I'll see y'all next week, Monday nights at 9 o'clock. Peace, y'all. Thank you.